If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, February 19th, 2024. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the engaged one, a.k.a. the New York Times quoted at Tim Gettys. Let Tim host. How was your weekend? It was great. How was your week? You were in Dice. You were in Vegas. I did everything, man. I've been all over this world. Yeah, a city of brotherly love, Las (laughs) Vegas. You know what I mean? You know, you're never far from my mind, Mm -hmm. Jen's mind. But when we were riding in (laughs) in our limousine. Oh, yeah? Dice treats me like I actually matter. (laughs) (laughs) They really fucking do real quick. Because, Greg, you would sell his names on the actual Dice Awards thing. It's It's like the Dice Awards. Hosted by Greg Miller and yeah. Stella Chung. It's like, God damn. And then the, all the step and repeat walls. Yeah. Your name is gigantic. I know, man. I, <laughs> I know. It. Don't I worry about it. You see the, the animation of us at the end fighting, too, in the intro credits or gold. whatever? Yeah, Absolute gold. Year. Thank you, Noodle House, of course, who does that. Uh, but as soon as we cleared the airport in Vegas, and then you can see the whole strip, the sphere was there. And Jen just goes, you know... The sphere is Tim Gettys if he was a location. <laughs> I was like, yeah, the nicest yeah, thing anyone's yeah, ever said yeah, about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was it? You you got to see it with your own eyes. I did. I mean, out of close. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, I'm pretty. I'm I'm there for the job. It's it's a uh, dominating though. I hear. Yeah, it, it's no matter I mean, where you are. I mean, with all due respect to Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Strip in general and their skyline does just look like a bunch of buildings got thrown up in Sim City. So it's like whatever. It doesn't look out of place. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, it's like how we, I'll never forget when we did kind of funny game showcase uh, and you put on the one shot where we had Salesforce, like Salesforce ruined our skyline yeah. or whatever. And I was like, oh man, like I feel that I understand. But it's like, did Vegas have a definitive skyline that, you know, people were like, oh, this is gorgeous before. Yeah. Fucking just stealing landmarks and putting them on this strip acting like you have it. You <laughs> so know true, oh, we have an Eiffel Tower. We got a Statue of Liberty. All right. You got an M&M Fuck store. Here's too. A you pyramid. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now it's just a giant Dorito. That was. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, this, yeah, it looked fine. It looked good. It looked yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah, very yeah. excited to go to it one day. I'm yeah. waiting for someone to have a residency of consequence because I, I no hate on you too. I sure. just don't know you too like that. Yeah. You know, yeah, the one, yeah. I, the one iPhone album and that's it. Exactly. Exactly. Which I didn't listen to. Yeah. Uh, do you know anyone that listened to that? No. Nobody yeah. was, I don't know. I, I have no, I, it sound, it was like a cool idea that I don't know anybody who was excited about in the end. Well, it was a cool idea that everyone then turned on immediately. Yeah, immediately. Like, this immediately. is the worst idea Yeah, ever. yeah, because you can need to get rid of it, if I remember correctly. Yeah. <laughs> I just, God, didn't want that shit at the time, you know what I mean? There was rumors of, of a Beyonce residency, which, like, that sounds wild to me, but, like, that's the type of thing. I'm like, I'm going to Vegas, baby. What do you think of her country album? Or the one Did it already come song, out? I don't, I don't she, know. Just one country song. Yeah. Texas Hold'em. Yeah. It's, it's good. Cool. Cool. It's good. Yeah. I'm a Beyonce fan now, right? Good. Oh, okay. This is all it took? Yeah. Nah, I like to be safe before. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But this was a good one. But anyway, Dice was cool. Dice was awesome. 
Dice was great. Had a fantastic time. Uh, you know, another great show. Thanks for all your support, everybody, on Twitter and all that jazz and uh, people who showed up to watch. Remember, if you didn't watch, you're not allowed to bitch about the Game Awards now. Yeah. Uh, got to connect with a lot of cool people again, obviously. I had a bunch of cool meetings that I need to talk to you about and tell you things from. And everybody's really happy with Kind of Funny. They're really excited about what we've done here. That's really fun and cool and neat. A couple things I want to say. One, Greg, uh, looking at the calendar here while you were there. Yeah. And, like, we just had the whole team here. Yeah. The amount of people that came up to me like, hey, wait. Is Greg really talking to this person? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Is, he, is he really talking to them? Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. And then the second thing I want to say is congratulations. You absolutely crushed it. You and Stella both did such a good job. This is now your eighth year doing this. Yeah, this is And my we eighth take it for granted. I yeah. definitely take it for granted. I just like, oh, Greg's doing the thing. No, you're hosting the Dice Awards. You're looking awesome. You're doing something really special and really important, especially with all the conversations going around. And obviously, it takes an entire team to do it. Shout out to Drucker yep. and uh, the rest of the writers. Yeah, um, Sorry, who? Devin. Devin, uh, who who helped write the, the little opening bit. Is it a monologue if there's two people, or is it a dialogue? <laughs> That's a great question. We were talking I, about I this last week. We all call it the monologue, so I think it's still yeah. a monologue. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, because you're just talking at the audience, I guess. But yeah, it's a good point. It's an opener more than anything, but yeah. 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 Well, you guys crushed it, and I just feel like it, it was... It was awesome to to see again, and it continued to to be this cool. But like, I feel like this year was more important than the other years, uh, for better or worse. You know what I mean? We're just how the industry is right now. Sure. But I thought you guys did a great job. You know, it's a big one where I got to shit on Embracer Group and Bobby Kotick, but everyone only cared about the Embracer Group joke. That's the only one that broke out. I was like, I'll take it. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. But you just need one a year. Huh? One breakout a year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and that's all that really counts. And, and on top people of who are watching live, I'm like, oh, I was, I was, I was, of course, again, not that many people watch live, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I was like, I was over on uh, Reset Era going through their thing, and then when people like, that joke sucked, I'm like, you suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, man. Look, when it comes to that type of performance and all eyes on us and like what the point of that situation is yeah it's going to be cringy at moments that oh, I, I yeah. feel like no matter what like there's you're never going to please everybody it's literally impossible you're talking about something that people people watching love and you're pointing fun at it you know what i mean so like no matter what like that's either going to resonate with some people or piss people off like there's such a fine balance but i think you guys did such an amazing job yeah there okay. we go okay yeah. uh did such an amazing job of, of like leaning into that and like your your bit you have with the shots when a, a joke doesn't work yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just good man it's just like you guys are professionals and i think that like you don't get enough credit so i want to give you the credit you deserve thank you very much tim mm -hmm. but enough about all that let's talk about the fact that Helldivers 2 is killing it in numbers playstation and nintendo's values have dipped is it time for you to pick up their stock i'll tell you and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday in a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about live on youtube twitch and podcast services around the globe if you love what we do support us with the kind of funny membership on patreon or youtube where of course you could get all of the shows kind of funny games daily uh ad free you get all the other shows ad free you could watch the podcast live as we record them like the kind of funny podcast so we'll be recording this afternoon when i will tell you uh -oh. how my friendship with todd howard won me one thousand dollars at the casino oh my god it's, it's not the way you think oh no <laughs> uh, wow. that was that afternoon and then of course you could get the daily greg wave vlogs uh we do each and every day here when i'm not here you got people like snowbike mike blessing and roger doing them because he did one mm -hmm. apparently but it didn't go up on friday but we're figuring that out it'll get up in a second Anyways, though, I digress. No bucks tossed away. No big deal. Uh, YouTube uh, uh, podcast services around the globe. Like, subscribe, share, all that oh. jazz for a chance. What? What? Let's keep on. What did I say? You said globe funny. Globe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for a chance to be part of the show, submit your thoughts and opinions as YouTube super chats as we go to be read live right here.
Time for some housekeeping. In case you missed it, a new Kind of Funny Games showdown is up. It's over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, and I assume Mike brings home my second star. That'd be an assumption to make. I hate him. And really who I want to well blame. battle, I will Who say I want to blame is Tam. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Fuck Could have been him. Oh, I gotta go to Dice. I saw him. You know what he did? Jack shit. Yeah. I saw him in one meeting. All, all right. right. I was meeting with Andrew Renee. He was meeting with a PR person. Yeah. He, he could this. have been winning you stars. He's over there. Like, what are you doing, Tam? Was he it worth it, Tam? Was going to the Dice That's Awards, the sitting like a bump on a pickle watching me fucking kill it? Was it worth it? How was does his mind it? work? How does a bump on a pickle even? That is a thing I have never once in my life even thought oh, about a thinking big, about. Oh, that's a big, that's a big, that must be a big Midwest thing. Yeah. Guys. A bump on a pickle. Dev, how do you feel about this bump on a pickle bump situation? On a log. I, it's wild. A bump, <laughs> it like makes sense. Yeah. But you got to think about it real hard. You're saying, you know what I mean? Pickles are good. They are. I'm very tired. <laughs> uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Carl Jacobs, Streaking 8 Easy, and Delaney 20. Today, we're brought to you by Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Here's, here's what I'll say. Yeah, please do. Is uh, over the weekend, no, leaving, What? Yeah, I think maybe it was as soon as, it was on our drive back mm-hmm. from the airport to the house on Friday, right? We try, I went to get off on a, a get around a car that was going really slow and I accelerated and like the car skipped a gear. So I kind of got like stuck, like, but I wasn't going as fast. Then. That's how my mind is right now running on. I'll say grand total from over the night between two and a half to three hours of sleep. Yeah. And uh-huh. that's in like 15 minute chunks of Ben letting me get a little bit before he freaked out again. So you'll, you're going to get what you get today, ladies get and gentlemen, all right? If Don't I had my sunglasses upset. on and my Versace vest, I'd say, enjoy the ride. I'm going to take you on, all right? And that's what it's going to be. Today, we're brought to you by Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Number one, Helldivers 2 continues to dominate Steam, beats GTA 5, Destiny 2, all-time player peaks. This is Tom Phillips at Eurogamer. PlayStation published Helldivers 2 had a hugely successful weekend on Steam, despite some continuing server issues, with a fresh player peak of 409,367 users yesterday. That's a new record for Helldivers 2, according to official Steam figures, and puts the game's all-time player peak higher than Steam stalwarts such as GTA 5, Rust, and Destiny 2. To say Helldivers has been a hit on PC would be something of an understatement, especially in comparison to the middling popularity of some other PlayStation PC launches. As we reported previously, Helldivers 2 has trounced PlayStation's previous Steam player record, parentheses, God of War, with 73,529 concurrent users, end parentheses. This weekend, more people were playing Helldivers 2 than all other PlayStation PC launches combined. Yesterday, Helldivers 2 developer Arrowhead continued to battle server issues and introduced a cap on concurrent players at around 450,000 to, quote, further improve server stability. Having to cap concurrent players at just shy of under half a million. Just shy of half a million. You're like, wow. You know that's where we'll stop right there. That's where we've got to stop. That's, right that's nuts, though, right? Like the, a, a success that nobody could have seen coming. Uh, and I feel like no matter who you are, like what angle you were looking at this story from, like I feel like Helldivers 2 is just a runaway major success. 100%. The question is, how long does it last? Because 100%. I feel like this is such a major win, but it's also the type of thing that we've seen 
a lot recently. I feel like with where video games are at, and we've been talking so much as we are gearing up for the, the next Switch and we're just looking at what the future of PlayStation and Xbox might look like from a business perspective, uh, I think more than, than we normally are at this point in a console's life cycle. Um, it's interesting to, to see how many players are on Steam and how, many, how much PC gaming actually has uh, a hold on just what gaming is. Whereas yeah. before, I feel like it was a lot more of a niche thing where it's like we're seeing the, 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 the mixing of console gamers and PC gamers to just be gaming. And especially when you add crossplay to that is pretty much an expectation. Um, and you have all of the, the day and date launches or even later launches of being cross-platform or um, things like Game Pass. And we get these like astronomical numbers out the gate and news stories of like Forza, the, the number one Xbox game until the next one comes out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's kind of just a rinse and repeat thing. This is different, right? And this is different because it is a, a new strategy for Sony that we've never seen before of day and date PC and PlayStation. But it's also a, by any means, smaller title for Sony. Like the Helldivers is one of those things that like, even people that are in the PlayStation might not have even heard about this until here we are. This it being such a big hit. You and know? I'll stop you right Go there. Go for it. If you're one of those people, I will remind you of the coverage kind of funny was doing about this game. Hell Divers won in 2015. All right. So if you're like, I've never heard of this fucking game, look in the mirror and ask yourself, what's your problem? Back to you. And th but that is the point though, right? It was like uh, kind of funny in 2015, the hardest of hardcore PlayStation yeah. audience, correct? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that, like that was because of, of you and Colin put by beating the drum for this game. Hell Divers that like, otherwise majority of people would not have heard of. Even with you guys doing that, the majority of people didn't hear about it. Sure. Right? Well, I mean, you PlayStation is in such out. a different point, yes. right? We're talking about on the timeline right now of how big PlayStation is. Kevin's taking off his thing. Well, you're on a one shot of Tim, so I was trying to give you a chance to clip over to me. Kevin's doing his best. We I'm got a so leak sorry. in the office. So Barrett's sorry. not here. Kevin's killing himself. <laughs> I'm not. I wasn't Last minute, you're like, hey, let's play all the games on, on the stations. You son of a bitch. Hey, man, you know what? Here's the... F you're right, Kevin. I'm not... I'm cutting a promo on you, Kevin, but I'm not, okay? You're right, Kevin, all right? Here's the fucking thing. Every <laughs> fucking thing. Everybody's got to understand in his office. If I'm out on the planning day, if I'm not here on Friday and I look at the fucking calendar and I see you're playing Helldivers and I'm not on the stream, I'm fucking moving heaven and earth to get on that stream. Don't worry about it, all right? You just say... If they're playing Helldivers, Greg's going to be there. That's what you need to know. Kevin, you do a bang-up job, and I love you. Thank you so much for everything. Anytime, bud. Uh, yeah, but it's also, I, and I'm with you, of like, obviously to sit here and be like, oh, well, you know, I, people didn't know about this game and hardcore PlayStation. 2015 PlayStation versus 2024 PlayStation, very different in terms of what the audience is and the success and where, uh, you know, we've seen penetration and yada, yada, yada in terms of what PlayStation has become. Even for me, you know, I came in today, and of course, Blessing and Raj are there. Just gasping, yak, 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 and you know what I mean? And one of the things they brought up was the idea that they were both surprised that I didn't get Helldivers in our fantasy critic. And my response was, I was like, yeah, you know, it's one of those that I was excited for, obviously. I think one of my most anticipated games of the year, if you would have talked to me uh, in terms of what we were running up to. Um, and I trust Arrowhead, but what I didn't trust was the climate right now of mm -hmm. like, are people going to be into a game that is meant to be gruelingly difficult? And they've done... A bunch of stuff that I'm really proud of them for in the sequel that the game is still grueling difficult if you want it to be. And if it's if you don't want it to be, you don't feel like you're being penalized for it. And even if you do the grueling difficulty and you lose, you're still being rewarded for it. Like they've found a great vibe here of letting Helldivers be Helldivers, but not being 
to the point I feel Helldivers 1 was for us, where it was like, cool, I'm solo, and it doesn't make sense really to play anymore because there's nothing I'm, I can't grind to the thing I need to grind to because I'm this. Whereas now it's like, especially for me, you know, being able to tweet out a friend code and have dozens of friends on there that I can just jump into their game or vice versa and go through and do it. Like, there's always something to do right now, and it feels rewarding right now. Yeah. And so that's the thing. What's interesting about this is the the astronomical numbers, like the major success, like critically, like it's like people are loving this game. It's not just, oh, a lot of people are playing it. It's like people are loving playing. it. does. I think there's a stark difference between this. And I did put a tweet in, Kevin, when you can eventually pull it up. It's not really relevant to this argument right now. Uh, I think there's a stark difference between this and Pal World, where I think Pal World was the Oh, it's memeable. Oh, it's not bad. Oh, it's Pokemon with and everybody enjoyed it for a while, and it seemed to like fade really quickly. And so, and that happens all the time with big games that come out. Big games that come out, right? What happens with this game that's having a big moment? Back to your question of cool. You had to cap it at just under half a million concurrence, right? You assume both PlayStation and Arrowhead are like shit. All hands on deck. Mm-hmm. Let's get everything we can this week in line to be awesome so that when we get to next weekend, we can have another, hey, because they did, you know, extra XP this weekend. I'd assume next week to try to make up for shit not working right. Next weekend, I assume it's something similar, right? Of like, we've added more servers. We've done this whole thing. Let's get everybody in there again and have a great time and play. And this is what you're going for. And like, how do you maintain that? How do you keep that going? So th- that's an excellent question. But I will also say, like, it's not like Power World just fell off, though. Right, like I feel like Power World is still like dominating, like insane numbers. Sarah Bond is clearly obsessed with it. She wants it on every screen possible because every screen is an Xbox. That's the right? future, man. Um, but like jokes aside, with that, it's like there's just something happening right now where there is this shift that you know we've spent the last couple of years looking, maybe at least last year, looking at PlayStation and their their live service plans, multiplayer plans, like games as service plans, whatever you want to call this. Like PlayStation's plans to not do the thing that they've been doing that's been super successful for them for the last generation yeah. of single player focused games. Um, and they're still doing those, but we don't know what they are at this point. What we do know is a whole bunch of these games that we all look at and go, I don't know about that. And I feel like Helldivers 2 was the one that Greg Miller looks at and goes, well, I'm excited for this because it's Helldivers 2. I don't think you were looking at it as like, oh, but that's going to work. You know, yeah. but now that it worked, is did they do the thing? Is it done? Or is there a need for them to have this level of players? Obviously not this level, but like a high level of players four months from now, six months from now, a year from now. Or is this the, the business model that just worked for them? And like, they already got the win. Interesting question. Uh, I think... You have they expect attrition. There, there's no way not to. I think they do expect. Uh, I do not think this is the ceiling on their concurrent count. I think they will add more servers. They will lift this thing, and you will have a hey, we're doing a double triple XP weekend this weekend. Get in there and have fun. We're sorry for it. If you log in right now, you're going to get all this stuff because you lost stuff from you know when it was not running well and yada yada yada. I think they have a make good that spikes the numbers again. And I think again, even I mean the the biggest thing right now is the fact that even with the inability to log in and play the game on Friday, Saturday night, right? I, both of those, I had to sit there and wait. I just left my PlayStation, my portal, just let it sit there for like 10, 15. And I would check in. I was in my thing. I was like, okay, let's play. And I was actually pretty actively watching it. I wasn't just letting it sit there. Even with that, even with before I went to dice, there being a bug that my friend, I had opened my friend code thing, which then locked up my game and I couldn't log in anymore. I was expecting some of these reviews to hit and really lambasted for that. It's telling that 
even with all these problems, the reviews have been glowing. That they have been nine out of ten. They have been five out of five. Like what we did on our in review, which I still or our review so far, which I still stand by. You know, hours later, many hours later. Let me stop you there, actually, because I, I do feel like, despite all of this, I imagine there's a lot of people even listening to this show right now that still haven't given Helldivers two a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, just despite its success with others, can you give your current thoughts on the game and who it's for and who it's not for? Interesting. So you want me to start from scratch when you say current thoughts or you want me to, I mean, like just like pitch people. They've now heard the conversation of Helldivers and kind of what it is and why it's successful. But from your perspective right now, like for people that have not yet played Helldivers 2, if they have a PlayStation 5 or Steam, like who's it for? Who's it not for? I think I struggle to find out who it's not for. The fact that Jen is down to play this with me still hasn't because she's been very tired at night. We had a tweet about it from Dice, but she's been going to bed and I've been going downstairs or playing on my portal, right? The fact that she's willing to play, I think, speaks to what uh, makes Helldiver special. I think what makes Helldiver special is that Arrowhead clearly had a vision committed to it and isn't going to deviate from that, right? This is truly the sequel to Helldivers 1, but what I'm saying with all that, of like why it's for everybody to some regard, is that the game is just pure fun. Like, the game is meant to have the water cooler moment of you got crushed by your friend, you know, yesterday, you know, I'm, what am I, I'm... 15 to 20 hours into playing right and I'm fucking playing and you know my friend Sean runs across and just as I fire off on this robot he steps in takes one headshot and drops right and it's the fact that we all laugh about that and then we drop the resupply the reinforcement thing and then you know we're playing we're clearing out all the automaton bases or whatever uh you know I'm I am delaying the final mission objective before we extract or whatever. And so then he's in, you know, with like 10 minutes on the clock, he's like, we should probably get on there. I'm like, Oh, we got it. We're kicking everybody's ass. We hit one outpost. That was really hard. It was us and two other kind of funny best friends. What's up. You know what I mean? We spent all the, it's like, fuck, we got to go. We go like, we got there long story short. We, you know, kept trying to drop the nuke to blow up the thing and they kept shooting it out on us. So it was this thing where we failed the mission. We didn't get the thing we extracted. We didn't get nearly as much XP as we should have. And nobody was pissed. It was all like, fuck, that was, oh, God, let's do it again. Let's roll. You know what I mean? Like, it's that idea of, I think, there are so many, many moments to it where there is no story to this game, right? You are there spreading democracy. This is all for liberty, right? As you invade these planets and shoot these bugs that probably have no problem with you, right? Or these robots. Like, you're getting in there and you're doing these things and you're being rewarded for it. And the battle pass that's free is fun to do stuff for. You are getting a lot of... The the store there is reasonably priced if you wanted to do stuff, but you're earning... I'm earning so many credits off the battle pass that I put 10 bucks in when I first got the game. Now I continue... I still have, like... 10 bucks in there from what I've been earning as I go, right? There's all these little carrots on the stick to keep you going to, yes, the game is brutally hard. Yes, you will meet these enemies and not know how to do it. But then, you know, hours later, you've unlocked this stratagem and you've upgraded this part of your ship and you've done this. And even if you haven't done that, like you're sitting there like I am right now going, I can't wait to get to level 20 and you get the shield generator because that I've been seeing people use it. And then last night me and Sean were running with a kind of funny best friend who was just giving them out to us. He would drop them and let us grab them. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, of course, like you can see the extra hours you're going to play in it, let alone the fact that there's so many different difficulties to add in to get more. So the resources. So, you know, we were playing last night, you know, Sean is newer to the game than me. And so we were playing on challenging. Right. And like, we weren't dying. And I'm like, this isn't Helldivers. We're taking it to hard. You got to take it to hard. We should be, we should be dying. We should be struggling. We should be going, ah, fuck. They're all around me. You know what I mean? Like, that's the moment of the game. The game isn't so much about winning as it is about having fun. Yeah. 
So a follow-up question to that, um, and this is coming from a, a place of, of ignorance from experience, but from an understanding from just being around it for so long. But I'm not a big multiplayer guy. I never have been, specifically yeah. online multiplayer. Yeah. But like thinking back to the, the core memories of Curran and Alfredo, like some of my best friends losing them in high school to Halo 2 and Counter-Strike and yeah. all that stuff. And then as that would progress eventually to the 360 era that really started console multiplayer in a in, in what it is now uh type of conversation with uh, the the modern warfares and um you know, halo continuing and, and other games like that where it would just take over your life and like that's what people did which they would just all weekend just get on comms and and play games together yeah, yeah, yeah. and i feel like that's continued for so long this the, the way people are talking about this game the way i'm seeing it on tiktok the way i'm seeing it on twitter it feels different it feels like it's hearkening back to that simpler time of i don't even know when but like the earlier 360 days of just like you you and your friends getting together to play in a way that reminds me a lot of how mike and them mike and andy are always playing their twitch stream games and like, yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. doing that stuff but like do you th is this a modern game is this a, a a throwback game or is this kind of something new that like treats both of those audiences uh with with a little treat this well, it's definitely giving everyone a little treat this is a modern game that has, I would say, what you're talking about from older games, from nostalgia, that has the hooks of the game you love. Where it is that idea of like, I, I was talking to Sean about it last night and we were saying the same thing. I was like, you know, I'm like, it is legitimately a game that it's all I think about. I can't wait to get back and play. Like I was joking around with Kev, like if I see it on the calendar, I'm, I'm getting on that stream because I want to play Helldivers all the time. It is going to delay me from reviewing or playing Redacted. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to be playing Helldivers until 2K24, right? When we get WWE and I can go into that. Like this is just, I'm, I'm Helldivering out right now. And it, as the same, and Sean was saying the same thing. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. When I was at Dice, all I could think about is trying to get home to Helldivers. And it is that idea of, you know, I'm so blessed to have Jen and Ben in my life. And if they weren't here, like it would have been a come home from dice, order the pizza and I'm sitting there. And if I'm awake, I'm playing that game, right? Yeah. Just getting the XP and doing the thing. Wow. Like, but even though I didn't do that, like this is the other thing I think that's really special about the setup of Helldivers is that even though I couldn't do that. And so I'm, we'll see in the second wave stream. I think I'm level 13 or 14 right now, maybe 15. It doesn't matter, but I'm, 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 teens right early teens we had kind of funny best friends joining at 30 32 31 right and it wasn't the oh i'm holding them back or oh they're just i mean they have great stuff but it wasn't like oh i'm useless here i'm just getting carried whatever like, they were killing stuff and we were playing in easier difficulties than i'm sure they needed to or whatever but it was that idea of like it was truly like oh i like i start the game if i'm waiting for somebody to sign on or i don't have anything that I want to go do, I'll look at on my friends list, which is the in-game friends list and see whatever he's doing and then just jump into random people's games. And it is that thing of, if I jump in in their level five, great. If I jump in in their level 20, awesome. It doesn't matter. Like there's this balancing act there that's really good of like, don't get me wrong. It's a hard game. You're supposed to die. There's definitely things of, oh shit, I don't have the right loadout for this or that, the other, but it's like, I still feel like I'm contributing. And even if I bounced off, I don't feel like I'm fucking them over. Uh, we got a couple super chats that you can do over on for YouTube. Super uh for super earth everybody uh cj splits on says when do we get helldivers 2 crossovers it's a great question uh this is something we've talked about on the show last week where i think the power of this is playstation now going like cool we've got something in arrowhead obviously we've got something so here is the hellgast armor from Killzone. here is the you know aloy armor from horizon like let's it can be non uh gorilla games but you understand what i'm saying like last of us uncharted like ratchet and clank i think 
those kind of costumes and cosmetics are easy, easy wins. I think they are something you can put out later, especially riding this high right now. That's stuff to get you to turn it back on, I feel like, when you might have lapsed or whatever. I think that's a, a big part of it in terms of, okay, cool, that's what's going on and what's coming on further. Um, it's the big question right, right, right now, and it's so weird with a games as a service and something you talked about. Of, is this a, a now thing or is this a six months from now thing, right, of people still playing this game? how do you feed the content machine on this one, right? Like really, even for me where it's like, this is great. This is awesome. I'm excited for new planets, new species to fight. Uh, I'm excited for new battle passes to be added in there and all these different things. When do you actually get that? You know what I mean? Like they do not have a roadmap right now. There's nothing published saying, here's what we're doing here on out. They've confirmed they're doing other things. Obviously, you know, the president of the studio has been very awesome on Twitter throughout all of this of apologizing for errors, putting up messages also, you know, he had a whole, um, I saw, I think, PC Gamer, uh, and I'll tell you right now, PCGamer.com, doing God's work out there. They're covering Helldivers like nobody's business. I'm on there. I'm reading. I'm bookmarking things and loadouts for you. You know, got them, folks. They got them. Tell you right now. I, I've seen the people talking about how many concurrents are on Steam, and then you talk, like, a lot of PC players are playing this game. A lot of PC players are supporting Helldivers, too, all right? Maybe I got to take some things back, but I'll think about it, all right? I'll mm -hmm. think about it. Mm -hmm. uh, but... There is this idea that, like, uh, he was the president was talking about, you know, like, you know, people asking, well, are you going to add PVP uh, for it, right? Because it's just PVE. And he's like, absolutely not. He's like, there's a lot of great games that do that. Yeah, That's not awesome. what we're doing. And again, Very cool. this goes back to why this game is a success, right? And why I think it'll continue to be a success is the idea that, guess what? Arrowhead, for nine years, nine years, worked on this game to some regard. I'm sure it wasn't the entire time, right? And literally are like, we are making a game. This is the game. This is the vision. It will be obtuse on purpose. It will be cumbersome on purpose. It will be all these different. It will be frustrating for people. It will be hard. It will, it, but it will be this. It will be $40. It will be a smaller experience. We will, you know, set expectations and outkick the coverage and then get into this delightful spot where you have an audience that again is so into it right now. And even people being into it, I don't see them being like, but what next? What next? What next? We say that because we're here talking about yeah. it. But when I'm playing it, I'm more like, I can't wait to get that harder difficulty. I can't wait to That's unlock great. that next thing. I can't wait to da 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 da, da. So i got a couple more here. Uh, staying in line with the crossovers. Street Shadow says, I think a smart thing they did was uh, play with two enemy types. Arrowhead and Sony can drop another race in six months and reinvigorate the game. Maybe the Chimera from Resistance. Brilliant. Yeah, that's another great one, right? Of being able to drop that in there and like that kind of crossover. Yeah, it would be huge. Yeah. And I guarantee you, you know, every, we were talking about it last night. And obviously, if you're playing the game, it, in, it's very similar to Helldivers 1, but you're playing the game, right? You know, it's like you have automatons coming in from the left. You got bugs coming in from the right. There's still north and south to do something with on that, on the map for Super Earth. So, yeah, you expect there to be something like that. And again, I think they're doing such a great job of giving you the dailies right of like okay cool today it's heavy fog or heavy rain or whatever like there's this thing that's happening and then all right here's your challenge here's the global challenge you're working on like there's so much stuff to go in there to drive you that i think even playing in to this point like when you start unlocking the harder difficulties you start seeing different enemies as well so it's like there's still so much content to discover and play in this game for me that's awesome uh how long are you gonna play this game greg because guitar hero says How's that Helldivers 2 Platinum? You know, I saw, I believe it was uh, Brian from PS4 or PS5 Trophies now uh, talking about this, and he was going off to get his. Um, I plan on playing Helldivers for quite some time. Uh, I'm having way too much fun. I It's it's crazy. You know me. It, so it's, you know, the multiplayer games I'm typically drawn to. So it's like me and Sean, were, it, but Sean's part of the Avengers crew. 
So at Dice, he was getting a drink with Goldfarb. I was like, you got to get on Helldivers. So this could be oh, our thing. Shit. We all got to come back. You know what I mean? But it's still crazy to log on to my PlayStation and see Khalif or uh, people I used to know at IGN or all these playing Helldivers. Like last night, there's a if, pro tip for you if you want, ladies and gentlemen. If you ever get the screen where it's like, oh, servers are at capacity, you know, sit here and you know, every 30 seconds or whatever it is, it refreshes for you. You have a better shot of getting in the game if you just randomly join on somebody. So last night I booted I went to I booted the PlayStation, went to play, and it was like, oh, Mike Aransky's playing Helldivers. Joined on Aransky, loaded me right in, saw that he was a level one on his ship for what I assumed was the first time, and I was like, all right, peace out. I just left immediately. Didn't say anything to the mic, just got in, you know, got yeah. out, went about my business, got back to my ship or whatever. But like it's crazy to see a game that like I'm so into have our friends playing it when That's it really cool. isn't what usually I'm making friends here. And then uh, Reaper Gaming 56 says, oh, yeah, Mike. Well, but so platinum. Oh yeah. I'm hopeful for the platinum, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. My grant says nothing like finally getting a couple hours to play a game after a crazy week and get the screen over and over again. But again, he got it. He got in because I joined <laughs> off of him. So where's the update tweet? Bad journalism, Mike Aransky. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Don't trust Red Bull's journalism. That, yes. That's where he is. Where uh, works. Uh, Anyways, uh, the Platinum itself is like, I don't know. Like, it's not something I'm actively chasing, which I appreciate because then when I pop the trophy in, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, cool. What did I get it for? And I go and I look cool. for it or whatever. Right now, I'm sitting at 25% of the trophies. I got 16 bronzes. There's a couple in there that seem like they would be not annoying, but more like, oh, okay, like of like drop this, kill this thing by dropping a reinforcement pot on it or, you know, blow this thing's arms off, which seems not hard, but like, oh, a lot of things have to line up. By the time I would want to do that, I'm sure there'll be enough guides of like, oh, when you see this kind of thing, do this kind of thing, blah, blah, blah. So we'll see. Yeah. Not what I'm, I, I'm, I, this is what your guys are always telling me though. Play the games for fun, right? I'm playing this game for fun. I'm having a great time out there. Uh, we got we got a lot of super chats. We're going to read two more here about Helldivers, then we'll move on to the, the next story. Sure. Um, but we got Reaper Gaming 56 saying, my cousin and I have been talking about jumping into Helldivers 2. Will we have a good time with just the two of us, or should we wrangle more friends? Ass to ass. Ass to ass. I appreciate that. Thank you for a knock and boost call back. Um, two is great. Four is better. And the thing is, I think naturally you will find that in the game. You see right there, J67 putting out his friend code in the game right there, right? Um, I think you can find it like that. I saw over on the kind of funny subreddit, people have already put it up. There's a million different ways to find people, but you have quick play and you have SOS beacons. And it really is, I've found that, granted, I've just put my code out there. So I'm getting people who know me from Twitter or kind of funny or whatever. I feel like you put that out there and people can just join you if you have your settings open. So like, it is that thing of, when Sean signs on, him and I load up a mission and we go out and almost immediately we're getting the thing of like, oh, here comes this person, here comes that thing. Once you put out those quick plays, once you put out those SOS beacons, usually what happens in my instance is like, it's not that I'm cycling friends every mission. It's then like, oh, me and Sean are with these two guys and we are with these two guys for the session. Like, they're great. We're going to play with them. And if they're not, you could kick them or whatever. But I even IGN, I think on like day two, had an article up that was like, Helldivers players are finding like, you know, uh, um, a code of conduct without speaking because like mics are rare to a degree, I guess. I'm, I'm mic'd up usually in a private party with Sean or whatever talking to him. Uh, but like when I'm just jumping into stuff, like lots of times there's nobody talking on mic and it is, you know, you're communicating via the pad and telling, you know, go this way, go that way kind of thing, whatever. And you're having a great time. Uh, and then the last one here is from Casper uh, J87 saying, why are sites slash people accepting the fact that multiplayer games don't work week one? Sure, the game's $40, but it's unacceptable for a paid game to not work, in my opinion. I hear you, and I understand that, and I don't think you're far, you're, you're so far off the mark, Casper. The problem, the long and short of this is that 
I understand the investment you're making, $40, $60, $70, $10, $5, $1. When you get a game, we can't sit here as fans, as show hosts, as just video game players, and have it both ways and be like, I can't believe layoffs are this bad. Why is this happening X, Y, and Z? These are human beings. And then turn around and go, I can't believe they can't figure out the amount of service. Like, we just talked about how unexpected this is as a hit. Arrowhead is, of course, yes, this is a PlayStation published game, but PlayStation is run by people. Arrowhead is a small company. Helldivers 1 did not set the world on fire. So it is one of those things of they have to hedge their bets of, we think this will be enough and we will do it. And guess what? It wasn't enough because this went fucking insane and yada, yada, yada. So you have to wait 10 minutes, if not more. I know some people are like, I couldn't get yeah. in. I don't know if you really couldn't get in or if you just quit early on, right? Like, I yes, it sucks. I, I am chief among them of the suck where it was like, you know what I mean? Like, I forget what was happening this Pat, oh, when I like Janet breakfast was like, how was Helldivers last night? This is earlier last week, right? Where I was like, I couldn't play. I got down there and I think I have too many friends and I think I fucked it. And it was like, I spent an hour, right? Like, you know, especially for me as dad, husband, business guy, like the amount of time at home to play games is so limited, let alone my energy to sit there and be like, I wasted an hour trying to get it work and I couldn't get it to fucking work. Like, do I want to be, do I want to rage? No, like it sucks. This sucks. And I know that guess what? Arrowhead definitely wanted me playing that night. Arrowhead definitely wants me to have an unlimited amount of friends. They just didn't think that through because yep. they're a small team working on this gigantic game. It, it's so gigantic success of a game. I yeah, think. it's so complicated. And like to Casper's point here, it's like it is unacceptable for people to pay money for a product that is expected to work a certain way, and it doesn't work that way, especially when that's all that the game is. Yeah. If it is just a multiplayer experience, if that experience doesn't work like that. It is unacceptable, but it's also reality. So I do just think it's that level of like I don't think it's a one size fits all. When it looks at when you look at this story, everything you just said about Hell Divers being this smaller team, PlayStation, but still smaller, whatever, being a way bigger success than they they thought. I think it's more about the follow through of what happens next. Yeah, and I think that the way that PlayStation and Arrowhead are dealing with this is the right way of like, yo, we're capping this, like. They don't want to do that, but they're doing it because like this is the best way to actually treat this correctly. I'm sure, this actually works for some. And and I think that like to me, that's the stuff that's worth the forty dollars. That's the stuff that's like, all right, cool. I'm investing in this where it's like, yeah, clearly they don't want it to be this way, and it shouldn't be this way. But they weren't prepared for this, and I don't think they could have prepared for Hell Divers two to be this big of a hit. And so that's the um, thing, right? But that, then I do think that that flips the other way, especially for some seventy dollar titles where sure. it's like, well, you probably should have expected uh, people to be playing Suicide Squad. You know what I mean? Or whatever it is. And well, that's a different we But you get what I'm saying. Yes, you should. You should expect that yeah, people yeah, are going to be know. buying a Suicide Squad Justice League game and expecting it to work. You know? It did um, work, though, right? What's up? Didn't it work? Well, yeah, there was a, a issue. Oh, you know, it's that whole type of fucking thing of like, did it work for everybody? And that's the problem. It's like you buy these things and you expect things to work. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. We've seen it time and time again of like day one, day two, week three, whatever it is. And but, back to like, so back to my, and I, you're right. And again, I, th I think I said that. I don't, yeah. you're not that Casper was wrong, right? But it's the fact of like, I like your idea of the follow through and the follow up to it, right? You can go to uh, the CEO of Arrowhead's like page, right? His Twitter page, and you see him live updating you on it, talking about this, apologizing for it. Again, week, weekend one, where they knew it wasn't going to go well, they were still like double XP for everybody. Sorry that you're going to have to put up with some shit, right? But like, you know, 
he uh, I, and I, well, he puts this tweet up, right? I should have put it in the thing, so I'll just read it, whatever. I'm completely exhausted by the success. So is the team. Many, many late nights on call, emergency meetings, discussions around server capacity, shards, capacity units, CPU utilization, login rates, and CCU. Tired, but very, very pleased. And this is like a, a roundup he does of the entire week, right? Of going through of like, they're human beings. They're trying and they're communicating. That's the other thing we always say we want is communication on this thing. And so, yeah, I, you know, would have been incredibly bummed if I had like, done the thing I've done before where I take the day off or I, you know, I mean, I send Jen and Ben away for the weekend and I can't play it or it's a pain in the ass to play or, you know, like one of the big things, I guess, too, for me, like making excuses, I'm sure the comments will say for it is the fact that like in the grand scheme of things of the problems they had, like they weren't that bad. Like, you know, Friday night it was that I was playing and we'd finish the thing and it would say I'd get the XP and the XP wouldn't immediately fill in. And then of course what happened is I turned it on the next day and it all filled in and it was, I had like tons of currency to go spend and do because of it's just cashing later, however it was. And it's like, even that, when it wasn't working correctly, I was playing it, and I, w- I guess that's the big thing about it. I was playing it and having such a great time that I wasn't sitting there going like, fuck, I'm wasting my time. I'm not getting done what I want to get done. Ah, this sucks. Yeah, absolutely. Hell divers. Still a five out of five if you ask me, ladies and gentlemen. You know what else I think mm. is a five out of five? That kind of funny membership. Of course, over on YouTube or Patreon, you can get your kind of funny membership and get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free. You, of course, can watch us record the podcast live as we perform them like this afternoon's podcast from Kind of Funny, the Kind of Funny podcast. And of course, you can get my daily video vlog series, Gregway. But you're not using your Kind of Funny membership right now. So here's a word from our sponsor. We are brought to you by Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is a standalone game that welcomes fans and newcomers alike. You don't need to have played Final Fantasy VII Remake or any other Final Fantasy titles to play and enjoy Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. The combat is not traditional turn-based and has more action-focused gameplay, with even deeper improvements since Remake with new synergy attacks and team-based combos. And there are large open sections to explore with Cloud and his comrades venturing across the planet, their fates unwritten, making every step in the expansive world outside Midgar fresh and mysterious. And of course, there are dozens of mini games. There's a story recap video of Final Fantasy VII Remake for those interested in learning more about the story so far, and those looking to experience Final Fantasy VII Remake fully can pre-order the Final Fantasy VII Remake and Rebirth Twin Pack, which includes the game plus the DLC episode Intermission at no extra cost. You can download and play a demo of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth right now on the PlayStation Store, and you can pre-order the game in the link in the description. The wait is almost over. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is out February 29th. Get hyped. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Number two on the Rofa Report, Sony's value reportedly dropped by $10 billion wow. following disappointing PlayStation financials. This is Chris Scullion at VGC. A new report calculates that Sony's value dropped by around $10 billion last week following its revised PS5 sales forecast. While Sony has previously uh, hoped to ship a record 25 million PlayStation consoles during its current fiscal year ending in March. Last week, it said during its latest quarterly earnings results that it now expects to miss that target by 4 million units. Following the earnings report, Sony shares fell as much as 8.4% and closed down 6.5%, partly as a result of the revised PlayStation 5 hardware sales forecast but also partly due to a drop in operating margin in Sony's gaming business to 6% compared to 9% in December quarter of 2022 and 12 to 13% in years before this. Now, a new report on CNBC in which news in which the news outlet has made a calculating uh, calculation using fact set data suggests this drop in share price has resulted in around $10 billion of value being wiped from Sony's stock since the forecast cut. Jeffrey's equity analyst uh, Atul Goyal uh, told CNBC that the new shipment forecast uh, wasn't as disappointing as the low level of operating margin. Uh, they explained uh, the operating margins at Sony's gaming division were 12 to 13 for four years. We're just into percentages now and shit, Tim. We're yeah, just talking. there's so you much. Know, now, we're just, now we're just into But I mean, there's some things I, I, like quotes I think are more uh, important here. Extremely disappointing, almost near decade lows. Then, then their revenue on digital sales, add-on content, digital downloads are at all-time highs, they said. And yet their margins are at decade low, decades lows. Uh, this is just not acceptable. During the latest quarterly financial earnings call last week, Sony said it expects PlayStation 5 hardware sales to gradually decline during its next fiscal year and confirmed its plans to release a no major existing franchise titles during this 12-month period. Greg, I want to bring in a, another super chat here. Super chat. Um, this one is... There's so many. I appreciate it. CTW says, oh. I pre-ordered my Pulse Elites. I'm doing my part. <laughs> <laughs> rotating cast says uh hey greg do you have any insight into the survive 2024 discussions that danny Pena and a few other journals were set were saying were pre prevalent at dice what a great question um here's the thing i will say yes slash no i did not talk danny specifically nor did i see this tweet however the big undercurrent of dice i i talked to me and what is dice by the way Oh, DICE is this big old uh, gaming convention, right, that is happening in Vegas every year. There's the DICE Awards, of course. But what DICE really is, it's the you know Academy of Interactive Arts and Science, uh, which is all your favorite video game developers and publishers. Uh, they come together to do their conference to learn from each other, of course, during roundtables, hear uh, different things. More Mostly, though, it's business. Lots of business meetings of, hey, we're bringing a game. Uh, we need a publisher. We go meet with that publisher. Uh, publishers coming off and talking to other people. Uh, developers talking to developers about joining a team doing this thing it's all about business the business of video games so you know i always talk about it it's a a lot of suits a lot of you know that kind of thing you, you got a lot it's not maybe the junior developers as much as the heads of the studios coming there to talk to each other and learn and also get drunk and gamble and go to the dice awards however uh the conversations i had with many a different developer many a different uh publisher were the things of like we are, you know, there's feast and famine and we are moving, we are in a famine, if not already moving towards a famine where it is like, there is less money to be thrown around to publish games. You know, we talk about all the time about Xbox Game Pass, PlayStation Plus, uh, these second party relationships, like we're seeing PlayStation publish Helldivers, things like that. It's going to be harder, it seems, for independent developers. And I guess even just double A, well, I guess that'd still be independent, independent, not 
tiny developers, but independent developers not owned by somebody to get money, it seems, to make their games because it just seems like people are tightening the purse strings and getting to a different thing. And so the survive thing here it really is like, cool, are you prepared for a winter? Have you socked away enough money? And I think, you know, you look at the years we've had here in the games industry of legitimately it's seeming like everybody acquiring somebody, everybody doing these exclusive Game Pass deals, Apple Arcade deals, PlayStation Plus deals, right? Like people throwing around money to make their service. It seems like that's over. And it's not like you'll never get another one of those games, but you're not going to get the plethora you did before. And yeah. I just named a whole bunch of very specific services. I did not have conversations with anybody about those specific services. I'm talking to third parties. It is very possible third parties were showing their games and they're they like, these games suck. Yeah. <laughs> like behind their, no, you know, like mean, under their breath. Or so that's so interesting because, you know, you're, well, everything you just said is kind of focusing on like the, the, the deals for the, the services, right? Game Pass or just whatever those different. Or just getting exclusives to your platform. Exactly. But then we add that to this story of PlayStation stock dropping all that, which makes sense because it's, a direct response to the story last week of PlayStation being like, hey, we don't have any of the games you expect from us yeah. in the next year. So we don't have those games. We're not going to get these deals. It's getting really, really uh, kind of scary yeah. of, of like what games are they're going to be, right? You know, I said, you know, the thing, if you haven't caught up on it, ladies and gentlemen, you know, last year we talked a lot about the economy at large and economic headwinds we talked about, right? We talked very openly about, oh man, a lot of our advertisers are pulling it because they're worried about what's going to happen and da 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 you see that and you can look at that and you can understand that in the moment because you're living it. You have to remember how games work, that these are games that are, things are gestating for years and years and years. So it is very much like when you look at the, the rings on a tree and you, if you have somebody smart with you, like, oh, you see this char here, there was a forest fire. Yeah, it's like that kind of thing of like that happened there and you are going to feel those ripples and those reverber rever reverberations. I would say for the next... Well, I shouldn't even say because I'm. That would be. Yeah. That's just me speculating on how many years. For years to come, you're going to feel that. Yeah. And you know, the hope would be that the games they've already funded and made the deals for come out, and that's great. And now you're going to have this weird, you know, a vacuum period where that's not happening. And the problem is, even saying that, and like, okay, we can't get money for our next game. We're going to keep shopping it around. You then don't see that part of it until maybe even next year, right? Where these studios and people and th dreams hold on before they finally tap out and like, I can't do it or whatever. And so it's going to be this thing where it's going to go on and then you're going to have a few dry years, but then theoretically knock on wood as it al always does. The games come back. Thank you very much, Kevin. Games come back, right? They bounce back and suddenly there is a rush and you see all this new funding and da 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 da. It's just that what I think is terrifying and heartbreaking is that, this famine is coming right now and happening right now as you are seeing thousands upon thousands of people laid off. I think inarguably, I, have, I don't have, I, we, we talked to somebody smarter than me, but inarguably the largest layoff season I've ever seen in my 17 years working in the video games industry, right? And so I think historically what you would have seen is, oh man, there has been a layoff at giant PlayStation, Xbox, whoever, you know, Square, giant AAA, whatever. Then you'd see people from that go found new studios, go found independent or operations, go do this thing. And then what happens there, of course, is that they turn around and go to an Xbox, a PlayStation, uh, whoever has money, a you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To get these things, to get these games funded, to go off and do your damn thing and make the dream happen. Now you're having it happen that all these people are getting laid off and that isn't the ecosystem right now. Right now it is, a, ooh, we're really watching our budget. You know what I mean? Not to mention, ooh, Let's talk about what we talked about last week. Where we're talking about uh, Ascendant Studios, right? You're talking about Forspoken. No, no, no. Sorry, you're talking about uh, Immortals of Avium. Yeah. And like, 
the hullabaloo of that of like having the CEO and former dev having a very open conversation about like, hey man, this didn't make its money and yada yada yada. But it's like that's where we're at now. The day of, hey, I'm Glenn Schofield. Hey, I'm this Brett Robbins. Hey, I'm whoever. I'm uh, I'm the people who are doing it. that. No, that's no moon. And having some VC ten cent net, net ease come and be like, oh cool, here's a blank check to go make a video game. I think that's for now over. And I think that's scary in yeah, terms of is. all these people out there and the cool ideas they could make and the cool games they could do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's move on to happy. Oh, no. Number three, Nintendo shares dip following uh, reports of a 2025 release for the Switch 2. This is Chris Sculling of EGC. Nintendo shares have dropped in Japan following reports that the successor to the Switch will likely be released in the first quarter of 2025. A reward last week by Brazilian journalist Pedro Henrique Luti Lippi, uh, which was then backed up by VGC's own sources, suggested that Nintendo has now told publishers this next console will launch in Q1 2025 instead of late 2024, as had been previously expected. However, as reported by Bloomberg, share prices for the company dropped on the Tokyo Stock Exchange following the report, dipping by as much as 8.8% before settling on an overall loss in value of 5.8%. This is business being business. Yeah. Like, uh, you, Kevin, you don't got to ride now. You don't, I know you're, you're, not, you're not usually back there. You don't got to run my stock. My, my Here Comes the Money song or whatever. But I'm telling you right now, this is the time to buy Nintendo stock. You know what I mean? Maybe even wait for it to get lower. I don't know. But it's going to come up with Switch, too. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I feel with that, it's, you know, there's so much here to, to break down. I know we're running long already. But yeah. just talk. I want to fucking play Helldivers yeah, if you didn't know. I know. All right? Know. Uh, but talking through this, Greg, like looking at this story and the one we just read about Sony and like where, where the industry is at, uh, talking about DICE and like the investments and the lack of all of that, looking back at what made these uh console makers successful in in previous generations or even just like when we we talk about the exclusives right or whether or not they're exclusive we talk about like the big tentpole games for the system yeah. right and like looking back to ps3 like there there were some right there were uncharted there were last of us uh resistance ratchet and clank like there were games right big big games but they weren't coming out like multiple of them a year Right. It was just like over the entire life cycle, there was the handful. Then the PS4 started the same way and it had its runaway hits like Bloodborne and things like that. But it wasn't until later in the life cycle that we got this barrage that was unlike anything we had ever seen. And we were riding that high for so long and we're over it. Right. Yeah. And I think that that kind of we all the record breaking numbers that we talked about of like there's more gamers than ever, more people buying game systems, the pandemic leading to more people being at home playing games, all of that. Not only were they buying more systems, they had more of these tentpole games to play at a ridiculous clip for a bunch of reasons, whether they got pushed up and backed up or whatever. But we had Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima drop within months of each other. And that was followed up with just more and more and more and more. And now we're at this point where it's like, and now what? Yeah. And that's scary, right? But you look at the Nintendo side and it's like, it's, uh, we've talked about this to death, but you take the 3DS, you take the Wii U, both of those had that problem times a thousand of like great titles here and there, but not nearly enough and not nearly at, a, at the right pace. Switch completely solved that. It was just boom, 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 game, 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 game. But now we're at that point where it's like, can they do that again? And I think Nintendo are in a better place than anyone else because of the scale of their games and the yeah, way yeah. that they make their games. Um, but looking at this, uh, it's I'm still for some reason holding on to hope that it is 2024 and that all this is... You won't let the dream whatever. die. I won't let the dream die, but that's just because I just am so happy as a gamer with the pace of 
Nintendo's releases. And sure. that, that this feels so good to be able to get something that I'm looking for as the type of Nintendo gamer I am at least once every six months. And on top of that, pretty much every other month at worst, I'm getting something or someone else is getting something that they've dreamed of or something I'm like, oh shit, I haven't tried this yet, but let's jump into this, that Nintendo magic. And I want to see them just continue the the um, momentum that they've had. This kind of like has the lull that I'm like a little concerned about, about that momentum, but also this, like Nintendo knows their shit better than I do. Yeah. So if it is 2025, that's because it needs to be for them to continue to survive this way. So I think I, the momentum of the video game industry has changed already. Yes. And I think it will become evident as we go further. And I don't think it's going to be like, to your point, you know, stick with me. Sam Roberts made a great point about WWE today on his podcast, not Sam Wrestling, right? Which was the idea that when he talks to fans, he's like, these aren't fans for of WWE who have been here for 20 years, 10 years. You know, he's talking to me. A lot of people I talk to are here for the first time in two years, right? So to bring it back to COVID, the success, you bought a console, you did the thing, you're there, blah, blah, blah. You're used to it just being the spigot of, oh my God, there's so many great games coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're about to go back to something more akin to what we've lived through before, yeah. right? In terms of, oh, it's like 2017. We're going to have a lot of great games, but not like everything's raining on us, yada, yada, yada. I kind of picked that out. I think that's right. It was, was one of those. Course, sure, for you to pick. With, was it? With the Switch. I mean, come on. But, you know. I, I remember 2018's <laughs> treated us so well. In 2019, I wasn't thrilled with. I don't know. You know how bad I am with dates. But I'm yeah. saying that we're going to get to a thing where it's like just a normal, okay, cool. We're doing but even, but that's I guess that is that is the point that I'm making, Greg, is that like even those those like eh, years of the yeah, yeah. the late 2010s, um, that was just when we weren't getting multiple giant bangers a year. We were only getting one, and I feel like we're this year might be the first year in a long time that we're not getting any of those because it would be like what is the big PlayStation banger? Last year had Spider Man. This year seems to not. Right? We have Final Fantasy coming. That's different. But you guys get what I'm saying here. With Nintendo, it's like if the Switch were to launch this year, we'll get whatever that big launch title is, whether it's 3D Mario, Metroid Prime, whatever it is, it would be that big title. Um, Xbox is putting out a whole bunch of stuff, but we'll see if any end up achieving what they're, with, they're setting out to do. Um, but it is just, it's concerning that we're going back to how things used to be because the expectations. We knew this so, wasn't. So we knew this wasn't sustainable. Oh, exactly, exactly. But it's like it not being sustainable. <laughs> I just wonder what that turns into for the future. Like, I wonder, like all the investments being made and how things are being talked about. It's like the, this year is going to be very interesting uh, on on what games actually come out and how they hit, yeah. and what games are going to hit. Hell Divers Two, things like that. I expect we're going to get a lot more of, or at least attempts at. Go all in, Sony. That's what you need to do. You know, to get out there. That'll be game of the year. Just support it. Uh, Number four on the Roper Report, Cal Cal Kestis actor talks about being in a live action project. This is Anthony Wood at IGN. Star Wars Jedi actor Cameron Monaghan said he is open to portraying series protagonist Cal Kestis in a live action setting as long as it furthers, quote, the story or the character in some way. It would have to be right, Cameron said after being asked whether he would be interested in playing Cal Kestis in a live-action Star Wars project during a panel appearance at Fan Expo Vancouver 2024, as reported by the Direct. Quote, by that I mean it has to continue the story or the character in some way. I don't want him just to kind of show up to stand around and be there. I want him to mean something and for there to be significance for the character itself. So, it would have to make sense. But, in the right context, then, yeah, absolutely. Well said. I'd love to see it, and I'd love to see it the way he's talking about it. That's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's always one of those things where it's always like, oh yeah, he'd be. I mean, I'd be. I'd be open to play small water when again. You know what I mean? Like that's not a headline, but it's cool. I like that he's. Oh no, no, it's good. I mean, it makes. We will see him in live action at at some point, and I think it's going to be be good. I just 
I agree with him that it shouldn't just be him standing around like, oh, it's Kyle Kestis. It's like, yeah. nah. Yeah. You got to do more than that. Uh, number five on the Roper Report, big for me and Tim. The upcoming Crazy Taxi reboot is a AAA game, according Why to Sega. Not? You know, this is Chris Scullin of VGC. The upcoming reboot of Crazy Taxi will be a AAA game, according to the one Sega Studios working on it, uh, to one of the studios. Uh, a new report in the Japan Times looks at Sega's uh, Sapporo Studio, uh, which was established in December 2021 and helps with the development of various Sega games. At one point in the article, Sapporo Studio President and Sega Senior Executive Officer uh, Takya uh, Segawa uh, explains the role of the studio and the games it's been collaborating on. Quote, we're responsible for titles such as Fantasy Star Online 2, New Genesis, uh, and... Hatsune Miku, uh, colorful stage in cooperation with the bases in Tokyo and overseas. Uh, then he brings up Crazy Taxi. We are also participating in the development of AAA titles, including Crazy Taxi. At present, we don't have any titles uh, developed independently by the studio, but we intend to do so in the future. Um, Crazy Taxi doesn't even be AAA. I hope no, that this not is at all. just the thing that's being said. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. But like, what does AAA mean? Like, that's like the... the I don't want thing. Crazy Taxi better not be 70 fucking dollars. No, all that, right? But it's like uh, Prince of Persia Lost Crown. Like, that is a AAA game, you know? And I'm like, I'm happy that that game was as AAA as it was for a Metroidvania-style um, game. Um, but like that even, it's like, I don't think that's going to like make sense overall at the end of the day financially yeah. and all this. Crazy Taxi? Nah, bro. Like... Crazy Taxi should just be a good, fun game and, like, just nail what you're trying to do, which is be as good as Crazy Taxi ever was, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. But, like, don't try to make it more than that. A lot of lessons from Helldivers to be applied to Crazy Taxi, <laughs> if you ask me, but I digress. Tim, I'm sick of all this big news. Mm -hmm. If I wanted something smaller, say the tiniest news I needed to know about, where would I go? You go to our last story, the Wii News Channel, where we cover all the small news items you need to know about. Number six, the Wii News. From IGN, Shimigami Tensei 5 Complete Edition is rated in South Korea. A Nacon Connect is set for February 29th at 10 a.m. Pacific. And this week's free Epic Games Store title will be Super Meat Boy Forever instead of the classic Fallout games. Okay. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> Bless for that. I don't, I don't know. Okay, whatever. Uh, Tim, mm -hmm. as you said, we got a lot of super chats. Yes. We read a lot of super mm -hmm. chats in there. There's two I want to bring up because I think they'll pertain to us getting back to it, all right? Number one, Sergio said, hey, Greg, you got any update on the Pulse, uh, the new PlayStation headset, the Pulse Elite? Highly consider buying it, but was wondering if you think it's worth the $150 price. Then, dcash114 says does sony take the wrong message from helldivers to success and lean back into live service i would like to direct both of you to a little show we call ps i love you xoxo after many many weeks of being buried in reviews we are finally getting back to a traditional ps i love you xoxo where we just nerd out about all things playstation both of those will be tackled there love i know that. you won't be do you have any opinion on the pulse elite headset am i allowed to say so i thought so right isn't the headset <laughs> i thought i think it i'm pretty sure it the, the review embargo lifted while i was gone let me double check we shipped out the pulse elite headset blah, blah, blah. the main review and coverage is february 15th so yeah, yeah you're fine so we should be good uh i'm really impressed with it for what it is uh, i'm not absolutely blown away i think for the 150 dollars price tag i am actually pretty damn impressed comparing it to higher priced um both headsets and headphones yeah um trying to do similar things the comfort level off the charts um, the placement of the buttons and stuff, the best that Sony's ever had. Um, it's just, there's a lot of really smart calls on it that it comes with a little um, headphone charger dock thing so you can like hang it on desks or yeah. stuff. It's like all the right little peripherals that you'd, you'd want. Um, and I think even above and beyond actually, like they, they really showed up for this thing. 
Um, I still have all the same problems that I've had with every previous Sony headset, which is the level of disconnection. And I'm not full disconnection, but like all of a sudden you hear that like little clicky things or like the the sound disconnecting for just a split second of like almost frame skips, but audio okay. wise. Okay. Um, I just don't understand. I thought the PlayStation Link was going to fix it, and it absolutely did not. Um, it's and it has something to do with the way that the headphones are communicating with the um the system itself with the dongle um i could not be i'm six feet away from my system it is not enclosed in anything it is outside with the thing plugged in i ended up having to get a usb extender um to go because wow. it's because the um, dongle is usb like usb usb yeah, yeah and um the ps5 only has the um You've got the new one. You've got the new Slim, right? I, I, yeah, I got the new Slim, so I don't have the on the front uh, USB 3, so I had to get it. Long story short, got a dongle to, to place get it better, closer. and it solved it. It, it like made it a lot better, but still not perfect, and I'm, I'm bummed about that. But um, while I know that I take this stuff a lot more seriously than, than some people do, and it won't bother a lot of people, I'm surprised that it is still an issue, and it, it, it's every single time I use it, it happens. Me and Bless will talk about it on PSL Love You XOXO this week, where, of course, if you had a kind of funny membership, you could watch us record it live on Thursday. But I digress. The rest of you can get it on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe. Yeah, Friday. Usually we ask people to watch it right into kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screwed up. We got nothing wrong. Hell yeah. That means, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and podcast services around the globe. If you like what we do, hey, get that Kind of Funny membership. You could see me tell a story about winning $1,000 in the Kind of Funny podcast this afternoon. Uh, of course, you could also get all the shows at free. Watch all the other podcasts live as we record them, including that PSI Love You I was talking about, and you'd get my Daily Greg Way vlogs, where I have a great time talking to you and hanging out, usually in my car. Uh, if you don't want to do that, like, subscribe, share, youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services. And until next time, no, it's been our pleasure to serve you.